0: Diet starts tomorrow with hosts Sammy Sage I'm having a relationship with my pizza And Aileen Drexler I'm gonna make you girls a hump day treat In a world where wellness looks perfect on Instagram Just doing my workout, Tuesday's arms and back But feels anything but in real life Is butter a carb? Yes This is the podcast exploring the emotional side of well-being
1: I would be proud to partake of your pecan pie
0: From people who understand the struggle
1: I am on the third day of my cleanse diet
2: Hello and welcome back to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm your host, Sammy Sage. And today we are back with a non scale win and dear DST episode. But if you have not listened to last Sunday's episode with Katie Storino, I highly recommend going back and listening to it because this episode will have a lot of tie-ins to our conversation from the other day. And even more exciting, Aileen will be back in two weeks. So this is maybe one of my last solo episodes. I really enjoyed doing them. So I'll miss doing that, but I will be thrilled to have Aileen back and excited to catch up about some of these postpartum body image issues that are really quite quite a lot for us women to grapple with if we are in that baby-making phase. So I'm going to start with a non-scale win. First, I'm going to read the audience non-scale win, and then I actually have two non-scale wins that I'm going to share with all of you. So let's start by reading. Audience non-scale win. Hi, Sammy. I love the show and everything you do. The non-scale wins give me life every week, so I hope you can use my win to inspire others who might have a similar experience. I was recently asked to be a bridesmaid in a cousin's wedding. Oh, joy. I said, oh, joy, not her. I was one of eight bridesmaids, and we were all asked to wear the same dress. Oh, Oh, boy. It's a floor-length gown with an off-the-shoulder neckline, very revealing and very scary with someone of my body type. I'm a little on the shorter side and very insecure about my arms. The last time I was a bridesmaid was over three years ago, and I was several sizes smaller then. The minute she sent the bridesmaid's email with address instructions, I went into full diet mode, planning what I was going to eat for lunch tomorrow, how many meals I was going to skip, etc. It was a literal diet starts tomorrow freak out. Then I went to my podcast app, and a new episode of the show was out, and it completely shifted my mindset. I suddenly realized that I didn't need to change my body for a wedding and discarded the entire plan to diet. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Long story short, the wedding was this past weekend and it went great. I got the dress hemmed to perfection and it felt so great and about how I looked. I even got compliments about how great the dress looked on me from both the bride and several other people in attendance. Thank you for inspiring me to throw away the diet mentality and helping me to have a great time in the body I inhabit. Love, no longer dreading a wedding, bet. This is an amazing win for so many reasons. One thing, Okay. The first thing is that she went into the freak out mode, which I fully understand. When I'll, I won't, I won't lie. When I got the email for Jordana's uh, dress color palette, as I've said before, so this is no secret to her, it is one of the worst color palettes for my skin tone and general pastiness. Um, So, you know, I didn't go right into a diet starts tomorrow freak out, but I do understand the feelings you had of like, Ooh, that doesn't work for me. It's the least flattering, quote unquote, thing that I could possibly have to wear. So yeah, I get that. You know, when you when you feel like you're going to be in something that doesn't make you feel comfortable, the immediate reaction that has sort of been ingrained in us is, oh, I gotta stop eating. I gotta exercise. Diet starts tomorrow, and it's always easier to start tomorrow than it is to start today. But the beauty of of kind of changing your mindset about this is that you don't need to start fixing yourself tomorrow you can start right now because all you have to do all not all you have to do it's not that easy because what you need to work on is a mindset shift not a body shift so recognizing that you went into that into that mode and then stopping yourself is such a sign of progress that you know I'm really so proud of you for because that is the progress it would be you know, that is what we're all here for, to turn those thoughts around, turn that belief that we aren't good enough at the weight we are, turn that around and stop torturing ourselves with starvation diets and intense workouts that, you know, maybe don't suit our bodies. So I completely understand and I'm really proud of you for discarding the entire plant diet. I do want to point out before we move on from this, one more practical thing about how no longer dreading a wedding betch went about this process. She recognized that, you know, it's a floor-length gown, not the best cut for her, you know, not great with someone, you know, doesn't work for her body type. And she can't really do much about that because everyone's wearing the same dress. Something she did that I really want to speak to is going to get her her dress tailored. I think that there is. It is so underrated what can be done with alterations because clothes are cut based on, it's almost random what the fit model looks like. So even if you fit, quote unquote, into a size, it doesn't mean that the size fits you perfectly the way the dress is cut. And that can be fixed or changed or improved with tailoring. And I think it's really underrated how much a properly fitted dress, not just one that you fit the size, but the dress itself has been made to fit you, that can help you feel so much more confident and at home in what you're wearing because the dress has literally been made to fit you. A similar thing, I know this girl's just a bridesmaid, but a similar thing goes for wedding dresses. Brides go shopping. They see that the wedding dresses don't fit them or not cut for them. They need to use the little clip thing. It can lead to a spiral. But the thing that happens with wedding dresses is that they are tailored to fit you exactly. So when you try them on, it's not really a reflection of what you're going to look like on that day when you're wearing the dress that is meant to fit you, that has been, you know, you've been to several appointments to make sure that it fits you. And I think that not only speaks to, you know, the effort that brides put into what they're wearing, but it speaks to the beauty of tailoring. It speaks to how amazing how much it, how much you can improve upon how you look simply by going to a tailor and having the clothes edited. Not that you have to shrink, but the clothes have to be edited to fit better. So what we got from this is turning that diet starts tomorrow mentality around and doing herself a solid by tailoring her dress to a way that will optimize how you look and feel in it. So I'm so proud of you no longer dreading a wedding dress. This is such a great non-scale win.
1: It feels like cat food has been the same forever. Smelly, boring, made of mystery ingredients. That's why you've got to try smalls. Smalls. Head to smalls.com slash DST and use promo code DST at checkout for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. That's the best offer you'll find. But you have to use my code DST for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code DST for 50% off your first order, plus free shipping. Guys, as many of you know, I've been on an alcohol-free journey. Please
0: don't hold it against me that I just said journey, but I have. And one thing that I've really missed on this this journey is Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code DST to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's code DST at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer, exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests. Pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly, it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine. And the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed.
2: Okay. So let's let's now do... I'll share mine on scale wins, which I have two this week. Some, some weeks I have trouble coming up with one, but this week I happen to have two. The first is I alluded to it in my last episode with Katie, which is that I got myself back into going swimming. Um, I'm very, very lucky to have a pool in my building. And I used to swim a lot before the pandemic and I hadn't for a while, but Avi actually really encouraged me to go because like I said, I was complaining about something, I don't know what happened with my foot or my ankle, but it was really, I didn't want to you know, keep putting pressure on it by either going for a long walk or a swim or anything like that. Even like the Peloton with, you know, could kind of mess with your ankle. So he encouraged me, he's like, I know you want to move. I know you're trying to work out. Just why don't you go down to the pool in our building? They only allow one person at a time. You won't have to be in there with anybody and you'll feel better after you go. And he was right. I really felt so much better after I went. It didn't even feel like a strenuous workout. It just felt like kind of a little break. I was, you know, just went downstairs, got a little swimming. It used to be more annoying because I would have to do my hair then go into work, but that's not really a thing now. So, you know, things have changed. Um so I'm really proud of myself for getting back into that for enjoying it and being able to remind myself during it that this is supposed to be for the sake of movement, the sake of relaxation. This isn't, you know, for calorie burning. I will say I used to, you know, I used to be like, I have to go for a half hour and I have to swim the entire time. No breaks between laps because that then you stop burning calories. And this time I was just like, do a lap, take a little break, do a lap, take a little break and just make it a, made it a much more enjoyable experience to move my muscles than I'd previously had. So for all those who know how much I've been struggling with movement, I really am proud of that one for myself. And I'm also grateful to Avi for giving me that extra little push that I know I needed. I'm going to hopefully go again today. So I mean, hopefully it's up to me. So it's not it's not in someone else's hands whether I go. It's up to me. So I'll, I'll try to go again. I have an appointment scheduled. So we'll see how that goes. Let's do my second non-scale win. This is a big one. So as you know, I've been kind of on the, should I freeze my eggs? When am I going to freeze my embryos train for a few months now? And finally got up the strength or not the strength, but I got in the headspace to actually call up the doctor and make my appointment for starting the egg freezing. Um, Embryo freezing. Sorry. I don't know why. I just cannot use the correct word. The thing that was sort of standing in my way is that you really need like two to three weeks clear. Where maybe not three weeks, but let's say at least two weeks clear where you can give yourself the injections, you can ha- be available to go get checked at the uh, fertility clinic because they kind of check on you every few days and you don't know exactly what cadence that's going to be because it depends on how your you know the eggs are developing as you're as you're giving yourself the hormones. And then you don't know when the actual retrieve, the egg retrieval will be because that also depends on how you react to the medication. So I was just feeling uneasy. When am I going to do this? What if I miss things? What if I'm not on my game for something important? So I finally realized, you know, I have sort of between Thanksgiving and the next few weeks, I have some time. And I told myself, we're just going to do this. We're not going to delay this anymore anymore. Called up the doctor, which you know is often the hardest step. I know calling a doctor is just the chat, you know, a millennial challenge. But I did it. They called me in, and they were like, you know, we talked on the phone. I talked to my doctor. She is awesome, and she was like, okay, well, let's do another ultrasound since your last one was a few months ago. Let's check that everything is the same. Get your blood drawn again, and also we have to weigh you because the anesthesiologist needs to know your weight for the anesthesia. You know, they don't want to give you like the wrong dose. So, I went in. The ultrasound was much less scary this time because it was the second one I had done. I knew what to expect, I knew what it would feel like. And I got on the scale for actually the first time in probably about a year or more. I didn't see my weight because I, you know, the nurse was super chill about it. I asked her, um, Can I just turn around? And she's like, Of course, you turn around. I'll write it down. I won't show you. You'll never know. She was super cool about it. So, I will say that this has now been. Maybe the third or fourth doctor's appointment where I have made a thing about not wanting to know my weight and or weigh myself, and the doctors have and nurses have all been super understanding. I have not yet encountered a, a doctor or nurse who you know shamed me for that or wanted me to, you know, or made me feel shitty about it. In all situations, they were all cool about it, and I've now started feeling. You know, more confident in that to say, I don't want to see my weight. And I think they're probably, it's probably a testament to the fact that they, I imagine they're seeing this more often because it didn't even seem weird to them um, that I wouldn't want to know my weight or that I would want to turn around. So, I mean, I just, I feel really proud of myself. I feel like I'm taking care of myself. I feel like I'm taking, in that realm at least, taking, you know, care of my future, getting this embryo freezing done, which will hopefully facilitate more reproductive choices for me as you know I get older and and I make my decisions about how and when I want to have children so I really feel proud of myself for taking charge of that I think it's we take for granted I think how if you know for for people who do have the opportunity to you know do fertility treatments or control their reproduction I think I'm trying not to take for granted the fact that I do get to control that and that, you know, I live in at least a state where that is, uh, for now, legal and okay. And that science has come to a place in my adulthood where, you know, this is something I'm able to do for myself. Um, And that is a huge win for me, very much not having to do with the scale. So those are my wins for the week. I'm feeling. You know, I wasn't feeling so proud of myself going into this episode, but now that I'm speaking these things, I am feeling pretty proud of myself. So, you know, if you're in that position where you're feeling kind of met, maybe it would help to journal out or speak out to a friend and on scale when you have, because I'm really feeling the effects of that right now.
0: This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high end stuff?
2: Okay, we are back to finish up our episode with a Dear DST email, and I'm going to read it, and then I'm going to answer it, so you'll just get to hear more of my voice for the next 10 minutes. Dear DST, this question may be a little outside your expertise, but seeing as how DST leans into wellness questions at times, I thought I'd send in my advice question anyway. Also, you've talked about dermatology and the like in some recent episodes, so here goes. What do you do about excess sweat in your daily life, especially at work and when going out? I'm on the curvier side, and in the last year or so, I've experienced an embarrassing uptick in excess sweat in, shall we say, various places. My armpits never had an issue with sweat before. I had been using the same deodorant, antiperspirant, since I was a teenager. Suddenly, the sweat got to be a major problem to the point that I couldn't wear certain clothing. I've looked up the problem, and some people suggest switching to a non-aluminum deodorant, but that seems counterintuitive if I want to cut the sweat. I'm wondering if you've experienced a similar problem and have any tips. Also, the sweat and chafing around my thigh area, among others, has become a problem at times too. Any advice for a girl looking to go around confidently and deal with this problem? Thanks so much for your advice. Sincerely, sweaty betty betch. Okay. First, I'm gonna say, since I've gained weight, I have experienced an uptick in sweat. I used to be freezing all the goddamn time, and now I break a sweat, you know, with six steps in towards the door. So <laughs> I under you know I <laughs> I understand um, this changes when um, your weight changes and I think it I think it has it I don't want to say that it doesn't have to do with with weight gain I think probably you've like insulated yourself more that's at least probably what I'm thinking and I don't think that has to be a negative thing you know it's it just is but. I will say that it's not like a problem in your head. I experienced this too. And I also don't think this is a reason to lose weight. There are other ways to solve this. First of all, our guest, Katie Storino, started a whole company for products like this. It's called Mega Babe. She has a product called Bust Dust, which gets rid of the sweat under your boobs. She has a thigh rescue stick, which helps with thigh chafing. She has she has non-aluminum deodorants, which I actually use. I use all her products genuinely. She does not pay me to use them you know, I love them. Like I actually think they're amazing. I use her charcoal bar in the shower. I've heard people say that that really helps with sweat. The other option that people not necessarily having, you know, having nothing to do with their size, people actually use Botox as a way to manage sweat. People get Botox in their armpits. They get Botox in certain non-cosmetic areas of their body if they have a sweat problem. And look, I know Botox isn't cheap, but depending on your, you know, what your financial situation is. This is an option that people employ. It's not uncommon. It's not embarrassing. And it has nothing to do with your weight. And it might help you if that is an option you want to explore. Look, I'm not one to speak about non-aluminum versus aluminum deodorant. My mom tells me only use non-aluminum because she says that you shouldn't have aluminum near your boobs because of breast cancer. I don't know if that is Scientifically correct, but I do believe she's not the first person to say it. Um, also, she's not a doctor, but just if you want to be, you know, I don't know. The aluminum deodorant thing is is a personal question. I will say I have switched to the Mega Babe non aluminum deodorant, and it's helped. But you know, your problem is not unrelatable, and. You know, I it's also okay to like try out products. You know, different things will work for different people. We all have different chemistry, we all have different, you know, sweat glands and we sweat in different places. So I just wouldn't be afraid to experiment. Experiment. I think with deodorants, you're supposed to kind of like give them a few weeks to work. But with the other products from Mega Babe, like bust dust and thigh rescue, you can use those immediately. They work. But yeah, I mean again, Botox is another option. But if anyone would like to write in or has any other thoughts on how to solve this problem, we're obviously open to it. But look, I completely feel your pain not being able to wear certain clothing. It's tough. But I think it is a little bit of trial and error, seeing what works for you, exploring new products. And this isn't about a shortcoming of yours. Some people sweat. This isn't... you know, While it may have happened alongside the weight gain... It doesn't matter if it's because of the weight gain, because thin people have this problem too. So you're okay, sweaty Betty Betch. You're you're doing great. Try out the products. Don't put yourself on a diet because you want to sweat less. And um, I hope this helps. I hope that um you know, sweaty Betty Betch, that you discover some solutions for your problem. And of course, feel free to DM me or reach out to me or um, reach out to Diet Stars tomorrow. And I hope this has been helpful. I know I repeated that like six times, but yeah, maybe see a dermatologist is also my last, is my is my final recommendation. Seeing an actual expert might help if uh, none of those product recommendations work. And um, I I really appreciate you all, you know, taking the time to listen to me and work through all these challenges that I have, that some of you have, that you know we're all in different places with. And you know, even if your problem isn't exactly aligned with what we, you know, I've been discussing for myself, that it still, you know, is inspirational for you or someone you know or yeah. So please tell a friend, post it on your Instagram story. I'm nowhere near as good at promoting my own reviews as uh Jared Fried is, let's say, but please review us. Give us some five stars. We appreciate the love. We try really hard to make this a good podcast and to, you know, put ourselves out there. So Any positivity on the reviews page would be greatly appreciated. Of course, follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. Follow me at Sammy. Feel free to DM me with any questions or anything. And um, we're always with you through thick
0: and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Stacey Wong and Sean Kilby. Social media by Sydney Rafe guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com.
2: Betches.